0: Saratoga Lights presents Never Trust a Dame In the corner of the Whippoorwill Diner, a young kid sits alone in a booth with nothing but a cup of coffee and a small plate of toast to keep him company. The clock on the wall reads half past midnight, long past the hour when most children are tucked away in their beds. But no one here at this sleepy diner that's an eye. A woman enters the diner with a worried look deeply embedded upon her features, clearly not intending to be out at this hour given the homely housecoat and mismatched shoes with which she was adorned this evening. But she would pay no mind to any sideways glances that came her way. Though, there were none. Not here at the Whippoorwill. Before the glass door shut behind her, The woman had already spotted the boy in the corner booth, turning her look of consternation into one of frustration as she marches over to her son.
1: Of all the gin joints in all the towns, in all the world, you walk into mine.
2: This is a diner, Dylan, not a gin joint.
1: I could tell from the second you stepped through the door that you were trouble. You're supposed
2: to be in bed, not wandering around in your pajamas. It's dangerous. Dangerous.
1: Sure. I know a thing or two about danger. I've seen the seedy underbelly of this city at night with every Bob, Dick, and Harry scratching for bread.
0: Can I get you anything else? A waiter appears at the booth. A young man covering an overnight shift for Irma, who overslept.
1: Yeah, I'll have another cup of joe. Black. The dame will have two sugars and a spritz of half and half.
0: The waiter wordlessly sets about this task.
2: I'm your mother. Don't call me a dame.
1: Hey, don't blow your wig, dollface.
2: <sighs> Let's go home. You have school in the morning and I have to work.
1: You want to make tracks? Be my guest. But don't think for one second you can bat those eyes around and get me to beg. I'm no rover. I
2: told your father those movies weren't appropriate for you.
1: Why not? Shakespeare thought all the world's a stage me? I don't know. If some Jack wants to dress up like a Betty and smoke those funny cigarettes, that's his business. What are you talking about? But don't expect me to join in singing kumbaya.
0: The waiter places a couple of mugs on the table, each one glazed with the profile of a bird and steaming with freshly poured coffee.
1: Thanks, Sam. How much do I owe you?
0: (laughs) On the house. Dylan sips his coffee as the waiter returns to his station at the front of the diner, poised to greet any patrons who may wander through the door, though at this hour, there aren't many to be expected. Dylan's mother reluctantly takes a sip of her own coffee. She'll need the boost if she's ever able to talk her son into the car.
1: Good kid.
2: So, what do you want to do? Play this game
1: all night? What can anyone do? Just get by, I suppose. Keep your head down long enough, and maybe you'll still have one when everything hits the fan.
0: Dylan yawns the slightest yawn. One almost unnoticeable as he mindlessly covers his mouth. That dissipates as quickly as it had arrived. His mother, however, does notice.
2: Well, I know something that you don't.
1: Everyone's got a secret in this, Apple.
2: You didn't get a nap today. So you must be getting pretty tired by now.
0: Dylan forces himself to perk up in defiance of the suggestion. Tired? (laughs) Hardly.
1: Your bag of tricks must be pretty light if you think I'll fall for that again.
2: How's the coffee?
0: Dylan pauses mid-sip and allows the coffee to return to its receptacle, as bidden by gravity, dribbling down his chin.
2: What did you do? I had Sam slip something in there.
0: Dylan places the cup down on the tabletop and stares back at his mother. The two of them look blankly at each other for what seems like ages as the clock moves closer to one. Dylan yawns once more, this time more pronounced. His eyes start to feel heavy, with each blinking of the eyelids lasting longer than the one prior. He didn't see it coming. His own mother...
1: So this is it? That's right.
2: The kiss off.
1: Never trust a dame.
0: He fights to keep his eyes open, struggling with all his being to stay awake and cognizant. But the effects of the perceived poison took their hold long ago. His mother casually sips on her coffee, confident in her victory in this game, as Dylan's head slowly drops down to rest on the table, where he finally falls asleep his mother drops a couple of dollars onto the table for the coffee and gratuity as she picks dylan up from the booth the boy instinctively wraps his tiny limbs around his mother and his mother instinctively pulls the boy closer reassuringly there was no guarantee that life would get any easier Quite the contrary. Life would undoubtedly be littered with disappointments as Dylan grew older, but she would do everything in her power to guard him from the harsh cruelties of the world for as long as she could. And when she could protect him no longer, when the time came that he would have to feel the discomfort, the loss, the heartbreak, she would be there for him. The two make their way down the narrow aisle alongside the counter, passing booth after booth until they get to the front of the diner.
2: Thanks for calling me.
0: Anytime. This was in Texas. Never trust a dame is written and directed by Randall LaRue. Audio recording and engineering by Matthew David Rudd. Music by Randy Reynolds. This episode featured the voice talents of Valerie Rose Lohman, Caitlin Muncie, and Matthew David Rudd. Until next time.